in the story of the ugly duckling. Familiar with that story? Plenty of cartoons about it. How one duckling is hatched. A got mixed up with these others. And so one is hatched and one looks different than the other. So they make fun of this one because he is different than the others. But the mother treats him or her. I, I didn't know what sex it was. So him or her just the same. But the siblings would always talk about how ugly this duckling was. And then comes the time when they grow up. That duckling is not a duck, but a beautiful swan. And now they are jealous and envious of the one that they made fun of who grew to a greater potential. Then it reminds me of another story. I, I, I like this story. I, I saw it on Disney all the time. I used to watch Disney Channel and I had this all. Lambert, the sheep is lying had a lion cub being raised up with sheep. The sheep made, made fun of the lion because how different he looked in all the sheep. But again, the mother sheep and everybody else treated him just the same, but his siblings and, and his peers would mistreat him. But long a day, a wolf comes to get the sheep. And all of a sudden, Lambert, the sheep is lying, started not buying, but started roaring. And his roar got louder, and that wolf had to run away. And then all of a sudden, they went from talking about him to saying hip, hip, hooray, and celebrating him because they see now that he wasn't somebody to make fun of or to ridicule, but to celebrate because of his difference. And in those stories, the problem is that there's sometimes there will be people that will see you and not your potential. They will see how you are different. They will see your faults. They will see where you come from. And therefore, they will limit you by placing limits on you on who you can be. But yet, they don't know the future. They didn't know that this duck was going to grow up to be a beautiful swan. The sheep were so dumb, they didn't know that he was a lion. Hello. People sometimes are dumb too, and that they don't know who you are. They don't know who you can be, but they will tell you what they think you can be. They will tell you how far they think you can go. And in your life, I want you to know that Jesus sees past. The limitations that people have placed in your life. Jesus sees past the limitations you have placed in your life. Because Jesus, who is the creator, knows his creation. And so therefore, Jesus knows what you truly can do. And he knows your full potential. In Mark, third chapter. Looking at verses 13 to the 19th verse, we're going to see Jesus talking to his apostles, his disciples, and he's calling them and pulling them out because he sees more in them than what people see in them. 
he sees a greater purpose on their life than what they think their purpose may be. Mark, third chapter, starting at verse 13, the word of God says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the 12 he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonadrius, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Zeliot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. That's an interesting crew of people. You look at these people, and you see some of them have descriptions of them uh, because of what we now know of them. Uh, it says, Simon to whom he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, Simon whom he named Peter. Uh, James, the son of Zebedee, and, the brother, and his brother John, to them he gave the names Bernard, which means sons of thunder. And, and then also you see in verse 19, good Ju- poor Judas get a verse all to himself because he's the one who betrayed him. But in this group, you see here that we, we know overall why they got these names as we read the text. But before they knew, <laughs> Jesus called them. I think that went over somebody's head. Before they knew, Jesus called them. Before Judas made up his mind to betray him, Jesus already chosen him to help him in the building of the kingdom. Before James and John got so indignant and upset because people were not receiving Jesus and they came to him, says, Jesus, you want us to call down thunder from heaven to strike these people down for not receiving you? And Jesus tells them, no, but I'm going to call y'all sons of thunder from around. Y'all, y'all got issues. Y'all, y'all just want to call thunder down. You know, before he, you know, before Simon realized how much God was going to call him to lead the church, Jesus called them to himself by himself to to train them. I, I want you to catch a couple of things this morning. I, uh, Jesus is specific in the purpose of the call. So when Jesus calls, he's specific in the purpose of your call. Jesus also is specific of the placement of your call. And Jesus is also specific on the preparation of your call. So now here you are. Maybe you want to find out your call in your life. I want you to really find out first that Jesus is specific of the purpose of the call in your life. You don't have to look to your left, to your right, to ask somebody, what's my call? Just go to Jesus. In the text, you see here, Jesus called them to him. Why did he call them to him? Because he had a specific purpose for them. It said that he called them in to send them out. He called them in to send them out. But when he called them in, I want you to catch this. When Jesus calls you in, because he's specific about the purpose, he's specific about the placement of your call, he's specific about your preparation, and in your purpose, Jesus will do three. Will take three, will do three things to prepare you for this preparation. He will embrace you, he will encourage you, he will equip you. Let's see here. Jesus embraces them. How does he embrace them? He accepted them for who they were. He saw past their faults. He saw past their limitations that people were placed on him. 
on them. They, they questioned Jesus about him being with sinners. They questioned Jesus about these people. Jesus has people following him that, that knew him, while those who should be the leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, did not know who Jesus was. But, say, the uneducated. So it's basically like this. It's say, for example, you go to Harvard and you start teaching the professor. And people be saying, how dare you teach the professor when you're not properly trained on this subject matter? And that's how they looked at Jesus, saying, wait a minute, how can you teach with such authority? How can you speak with such authority when you're not one of the Sanhedrin? You're not one of the leaders of the temple. How dare you? And, and on what authority you come? And Jesus letting them know, hey, I come on God's authority. But you don't even know why John the Baptist came. That's why you're so confused. You're so set up on this place. The reason why people do not see your potential because they're so caught up with themselves. Then when people get fed up with themselves, all they are concerned is about themselves. And so therefore, they don't see you. Getting back to the place how they say you can't see the forest from the trees. How when people get so close to something, they lose of a sight that's all around. How sometimes we need to step back and observe and pay attention. Jesus stepped back and called these 12 to come to him so that he could embrace them. To tell them, I, I love you. I, I support you. I accept you. The world will, you know, Matthew, you, you are a tax collector. They talk about you being a sinner. They, they talk about you being a thief. How dare you, uh, Matthew, to give money back to the Roman government. But I'm going to accept you for who you are. I want you to come with me. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. A little about that Zillia. That Zillia, that one that hates the Roman government. He's sitting next to Matthew, who gives money to the Roman government. <laughs> it sounds like they might not be getting along, but Jesus said, no, nah, no, nah, all of you, I want you all to come together. I accept you for who you are. See past people's circumstances, people's situations, people's issues. Treat them with love and respect. As you see me do unto you, I want you to do unto others. You see how Jesus was not just telling it, but he was showing it. You see, this is a, a group of people coming from different walks. He gets Simon, a businessman, also known as Peter, the, the fisherman. It said that he had two boats. That means he was rich. Okay, he had two boats. He didn't just have one boat getting fished. That means he had enough for him to work and hire other people to do the work for him. And he was so rich that it said his brother lived with him as his mother-in-law lived with him. So he had a household taking care of people, and he had two boats. We see that earlier in the call when he called them earlier in Mark. You look at it earlier in the Mark. He had boats, multiple boats. And it said that James and John were working with him. So it's possibly they might have been co-workers with And Simon seemed like he was the leader. That they followed him because they said they went to his house too with Jesus. <laughs> they followed Peter. Where Peter went, they went. And Peter was following Jesus. So they followed Peter as he followed Jesus. Hello, somebody. Jesus will embrace you. People may reject you, but Jesus will accept you. People will talk about you. Jesus will talk for you. See, as Jesus embraces you, he also will encourage you. He will encourage you. He won't talk about you. He'll talk for you. We read in Hebrews 7, 25, how, how basically 24-7, Jesus is interceding on our behalf. 
And then we have the promise of the Holy Spirit in Romans 8. It talks about how when we don't, we're not, we're not able to speak, the Holy Spirit is able to groan <laughs> and intercede on our behalf. What is this saying? This is saying this, that no matter what you're going through, Jesus can speak on your behalf. And when he's speaking on your behalf, it's amazing how your heart starts feeling better. It's amazing how you start having hope because Jesus is giving you hope. That's why, we, you know, we, we can sing, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And, and that's why we're going to get excited. And First Thessalonians said we don't live as those that do not have hope. And, 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 and even in that, when you have hope, hope is not a whimsical or a wistful thing. Hope, the way in the Bible, when they use it, is a statement of faith. It's a statement of expectancy. It's meaning that I know that Jesus is more than able and capable of doing things. And, and that's why Paul got excited and said to him, who's able to do above that we can ask or think or Imagine. So as, as, we, as we've seen that Jesus is specific in the call, he's preparing us for the call, he's embracing us, he's encouraging us, he's praying for us, he knows we're going to fall and stumble. We find that in John 17th chapter, and that's the true Lord's Prayer. Jesus is praying in the garden, and he's saying, Lord, I'm going to leave, and they're going to be like a, 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 a sheep without a shepherd. The enemy is going to try to shift them like wheat, but I'm praying that they stay true. I'm praying, Father, Lord, that they will abide in me as I abide in you and that they will know you as I know you. Isn't that awesome? That Jesus was not concerned about himself, but he was concerned about his people whom he was going to leave. I want you to understand that Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you because he's seated right now at the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf. And so think about that for a moment. Whatever you're going through, whatever problems you're going through, people tell you you can't get this job or you shouldn't have married so-and-so or you shouldn't have gone to so-and-so but just trust Jesus that he's specific on the call he's specific on your placement and he's specific on your purpose and as he's embracing you as he encourages you he's also going to equip you he will not send you out without the tools and equipment you need to get the job done Just, just look at biology just look at your body why do you have hands why do you have feet? You know, think about it for a moment. You have it so you can move, you can grab things, you can defend yourself. You see, he gives us what we need for the basic necessities of life. That went over somebody's head. We take these things for granted. We take these things for granted. And then when we have what somebody does not have, he gives us also the capacity and the ability to give them. So they will be with, with, with us and not have knots, but they will have things. So those that do have their hands and their feet, they can build what? Wheelchairs. They went over somebody's head. They can build crutches. They can build, build things so, so they can have extensions. And, and, have, and uh, I can't remember the name right now, but uh, some of the pair of some, somebody help me out. Prosthesis. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Prosthesis. And they can help us out. You see, here, we, oftentimes, we realize that we limit ourselves because of what we have, but God has surrounded us with other people to be diverse, to reach a diverse nation. You look here at these people. These are diverse people. Some are fishermen. Some are tax collectors. One's a zillia. You know, uh, one, 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 one is, uh, 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 is, is found to be a betrayer. Also, you can find out that he's a thief, too. Judas was... Dipping out the treasury. 
was dipping out the treasury. He even used a thief to spread his kingdom. You might want to disqualify yourself because you know your pitfalls. But yet, you can lay your sins down at the foot of the cross. And as you realize here that Jesus sees beyond what you see. For the eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard. God knows truly what he has in for you. He knows the hope of the calling, so he will direct you there. And so you might limit yourself, but allow Jesus to call you. And when Jesus calls you, as he's calling you, we talked about in, in our journey in seeking Jesus in the, in the previous message, and seeking Jesus, you start discovering yourself. Because when you get close to Jesus, you realize how short you fall. You realize that, man, how can I be as compassionate as him? How can I be so forgiven as him? He receives me. He accepts me. And yet I barely accept my brother because he makes more money than me. I get mad at my sister because she's successful in her job more than me. I get mad at my neighbor because they always get a new car, but my car barely makes it to my job. We oftentimes see what other people have, and we think about what we have not. But I want you to get beyond what you think, what you do not have, and realize how rich you truly are. When you place your faith in Jesus, when you trust Jesus, Jesus tells us this. Look here. If you really want to gain, you need to lose yourself. See, see, he's, he's embracing us, and he's encouraging us. Say, look, look, trust me more than you trust yourself. Truly, you ought to lose your mind. Amen. Truly, you ought to lose your, 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 lose your mind and truly turn it over yes. to Jesus and come up with a new mind, yes. with a new attitude, with a new walk, with a new talk. That's what should be going on. We should daily say, I, I realize how my mind was on yesterday. And, and, and I realize that 99 and a half won't do. So let me keep on pushing on. Let me keep on running for the enemy. He's trying. He's trying all that he has to knock me down. The enemy wants me to think I cannot do anything. The enemy wants me to see limits in my life. But I'm glad that I serve a God that has no limits. I'm glad that I serve a God that can do all things but fail. I'm glad that I serve a God who sent his son, who we know as Jesus, and he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Do I have a witness here? Is he the author and the finisher of your faith? Then why don't you let him write your book? Let him show you where you should be. I said before, he's specific in his call. Jesus is specific in the call he's placed on your life. Everybody does not have to be a pastor or a deacon, but we need some plumbers. We need some, some store crooks. We need some managers. We need some engineers. We need some electricians. But while you're there, it does not mean you, you don't have to talk about Jesus. Because there's people, uh, we was talking about before, there's people that are dying in the world and places because as soon as they say Jesus, somebody's trying to kill them. But we can say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all day here. And if somebody try to put a bullet in my head over there, they're going to jail. 
But if you're in another country, they say, thank you for shooting that man. Wow. That's the world we're living in where they want to kill us and stop us from giving people hope. Because that's what the enemy wants. But Jesus says, look here, come to me. I'm going to use you for a specific purpose. And I will send you to a specific place. And I will give you a specific purpose in that place. And I will prepare you for the specific purpose. You are where you are. But are you where you should be? You might have took a wrong turn. And you realize you want to get back on the right path. Come to Jesus. Sit down under his teaching. Let him just love you unconditionally. Let those tears just fall down on your face. And tell him all about your problems. Jesus, I I didn't think I could do it because of my past relationships. Or I I wasn't always good at handling my finances. Or my my, my household is just a mess. Uh, 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 I'm about to lose my mind at my job. I'm about to lose my mind with my spouse. I want to kick my kids out. If they don't leave, I'm going to leave. There's so much going on, Jesus. But I realize that you said come to you. And you'll give me peace. You'll give me rest. And so here I am. I'm laying it all down to you, Jesus. I I need some rest. I I need some peace because I can't make it on my own. But I heard in your word that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I I heard in your word that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I want to be able to say that, Jesus. I want to be able to say that, Jesus. Well, Jesus said, just as I am embracing you, you can embrace me. Hallelujah. Because I am knocking at your heart, knocking at, I I want you to open up, and I will come in, and I'll sup with you, I'll commune with you, I'll give you the strength, I'll give you the power of the Holy Spirit, and and I'm going to remind you what Paul was telling the people in Rome, he said, do you not know the same power that rose Jesus from the dead? Is also in you. When you embrace me and let me in your life, you had that all power. Somebody say all power. That all power that was able to raise Jesus up from the grave. That, that all power that was able to walk on water. So no matter the mess you're walking through, <laughs> I can raise you above and you can walk on. So Jesus is coming, just coming. I'm embracing you. You embrace me. And as we embrace each other, I want you to know I will never stop praying for you. I'm going to keep on encouraging you. You can do it. For man is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Jesus letting, letting you know that, look, I'm going to send you out into this world, but I'm going to also equip you. So don't be scared of what the enemy's trying to do to you. Don't be scared of what people say you cannot do. Be reminded of what I told you you can do. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens. So as you are embraced and you are encouraged and you are equipped, I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. So whatever you're going through, think about how much more you can enjoy life when you fulfill your purpose. There's so many people dying in the world. So many people starving and hungry and need assistance because there's people who do not reach their full potential. We'd still be in the dark if somebody decided that you could never invent light. We'd still be walking everywhere if somebody decided that there's no, there's no way you can invent a wheel. 
And, and, and I believe it's like in the, in the 1900s or in the 1800s, somebody said that everything that's been invented could be invented way back then. And now we got the Internet. We have people talking and looking at each other on the phones. I remember before when I watched on the Jetsons, I was like, that's not real. Hello. It's happening right now. On a cartoon. We saw Knight Rider before it became back on. He had a car telling you where you were on earth and, and talking to you and unlocking doors. You got cars now that can parallel park by themselves and tell you where you are and unlock all by themselves remotely. You see, when people look beyond limitations, you can go beyond what people's expectations are, but you can never go beyond God's. Because God knows why he made you. And God knows why he's formed you. And God can truly use you. But are you willing to be used? Because when you allow the master to place you in his hand, you become a masterpiece. And you'll do a master's work. And then your work will become a masterpiece. And you'll be able to give all glory back to the master. And people will talk about you and celebrate you. And that would be an opportunity for you to point them back to the reason why I was able to do it. Because I serve an awesome God. And he's been so good to me. He can do the same for you. Well, no matter where you are, you're here at Zion. There's so much to be here at Zion. You could be used right here. We have, we have, we have a Cajun Bible School coming up. We, we, have, we have so many other ministries that need help and assistance here in the church. And some of you are just sitting there just waiting for an opportunity to be used, but you're scared to step out because somebody told you you can't do it. I want you to know to take those limits off. Take those limits off. And go to God and trust him to send you out to a specific place that you can be used for his specific purpose. And I want you to know when he sends you out, he will not send you out empty. You'll have all the encouragement that you need. You'll, have, you'll be equipped with all that you need. And you'll be forever embraced in his loving hand. But yet it takes you to respond to the call. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Jesus came, calling out, saying, I am the Son of God, who's come to take away the sins of the world. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In order for you to fully reach your potential, in order for you to really discover who you are, first you need to discover Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you'll see the awesomeness of that embrace, the awesomeness of being equipped, and the awesomeness of being empowered to go and do his work. If you do not know Jesus right now, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. We just want to lead you in this prayer. If that's you, if, that's you, if you're unsure right now, if you're to die today, you just been eternity in heaven. Raise your hand. No one's looking for me. If that's you, if that's you, if that's you, we want to lead you in this prayer, saying, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again from the grave. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And, I, and Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. All those that agree, say amen. 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 May we stand as we extend the hand of discipleship.